Hello and welcome to Investment Matters, a podcast brought to you by Emirates NBD. My name is Maurice Gravier. I am Chief Investment Officer for the bank. After our first episode on the big picture, our second one on US election scenarios, today, for episode three, I will simply make an update after what was definitely not an ordinary week. 2020 is without a doubt an extraordinary year, and even the number of times we have used the word unprecedented is, well, unprecedented. Last week was no exception, with both an extraordinary US election and an extraordinary market reaction, but also a resurgence of the virus in the West and stalled negotiations on the Brexit. You listen to me from the future, but I record on Sunday 8th of November. It's a beautiful morning here in beautiful Dubai. Let's get started with the US elections. Last night, the long-awaited news finally hit the tape, as we all know. According to the Associated Press, NBC and CNN, Joe Biden became the 46th US president with 290 electoral college votes, while 270 were needed to win. However, Mr. Trump rejects the outcome. He said, in a nutshell, that the winner is not decided by the media, but by the legal votes. The incumbent president has started a legal battle to challenge results with accusations of fraud. He insists that Mr. Biden's victory hasn't been officially certified yet. The legal battle has just begun, but the current scenario is that the Democrats won the White House, kept their control over the House of Representatives, but importantly, didn't manage to flip the majority in the US Senate. The Republicans keep the majority there until at least January, when special elections will take place for two seats out of 100. The current count in the Senate is 48 for the Republicans, 46 for the Democrats, while two are held by independents. For those who listened to our previous episodes, we haven't been totally surprised to see a much closer race than polls suggested. However, we have been very impressed by the market reaction. Rather than worrying about a potential one-month-long legal dispute, investors have enthusiastically embraced the benefits of a divided Congress. There is indeed only little risk that the Republican senators block a fiscal stimulus plan, as everyone knows that it is absolutely needed. They should, however, limit its size, hence contain a bit public deficits and inflation expectations. Crucially, they should also not allow the most market-adverse items of the initial democratic agenda, such as corporate tax increases or a brutal breakup of technology giants. As a result, last week was one of the best of the year on financial markets. For sure, the trading hours of the election night were white. Markets brutally switched from the blue wave scenario to a potential re-election of Mr. Trump before adjusting to the current outcome. But the week was great. Global stocks added 7% on average, led by technology and healthcare. The Nasdaq alone added 9% in a week. Both interest rates and credit spreads were lower, boosting the fixed income asset class and also supporting 
gold, global real estate, and even cryptocurrencies. The trade-weighted US dollar was also logically lower, actually touching its lowest level in two years. Oil prices, however, didn't rise. There is little doubt to us, as we also wrote in our regular publications, that the best possible outcome for markets is indeed to see some balance of power between the Democrats and the Republicans. Assuming a fiscal stimulus followed by, at some point, a vaccine with ultra-low interest rates comforted by reasonably contained inflation expectation leads to a simple combination. Under this scenario, the economic recovery boosts earnings and currently underexposed institutional investors have no choice but to put their cash at work out of the most defensive assets. Yes, valuations are high in absolute, but the level of interest rates supports them. Having said that, markets have been extremely quick to adjust to the medium-term perspectives which means that they totally ignore the near-term heightened uncertainty. After all, the probability of Mr. Trump winning in court is not zero, even if it doesn't look like all the Republican Party stands with him. There could be some more or less peaceful demonstrations in the US, and the balance of power itself could be questioned by the January elections in the Senate. U.S. politics are obviously not the only source of uncertainty for the developed world in particular. The virus is back in the entire Northern Hemisphere with record levels of infections. The daily numbers are breaking records in several countries. More than 120,000 in the U.S. or 60,000 in France. In the UAE, yesterday confirmed a recent positive trend with less than 1,200 new cases. Still, and anyway, instead of a blue wave in the US, we have a second wave of COVID with global cases about to reach 50 million. Our view is unchanged. We can deal with it until a vaccine is found. But still, it clouds the near-term economic outlook. Talking about economic data, last week saw the release of October PMI indices for services, which were overall reasonably good. The US job report for October was also better than expected on Friday. The most impressive number there is clearly the unemployment rate, which is now at 6.9%. It almost halved from its peak. But the recent trends of the virus are an issue. Europe should see its GDP contract again in Q4, with the current containment measures having a sharp impact on mobility, on activity, and certainly on confidence. In addition, the Brexit negotiators have failed to reach an agreement, and the transition period will end on December 31st. Assuming a deal is struck, which is a big assumption, this leaves very little time to write and ratify an actual treaty. The pressure is probably higher on the UK side as the prospects of a no-deal outcome are worse than for the European Union. This is why we tend to believe that a last-minute minimal deal should happen. The EU has anyway a proven track record of postponing crucial deadlines. 
But again, the clock is ticking. Meanwhile, in China, following the recent plenum of the Communist Party, President Xi announced that the country aims to double GDP by 2035, which would make by far China the world's largest economy. He announced a clear focus on self-sufficiency, innovation, social safety, as well as green and digital economy. Trade numbers for China were also out yesterday and exports were up 11.4% year-on-year, beating expectations. The growth of imports was lower at 4.7%, suggesting that self-sufficiency has already begun. The difference with the West couldn't be more apparent. No recession, no massive quantitative easing, measures to contain debt rather than to expand it, and of course, a very different way to deal with political turbulences. The health of the Chinese economy is a boost for an entire region, which has also demonstrated a better management of the health crisis than the West. This strikingly different picture will be for sure in our minds when we hold our monthly tactical asset allocation committee next week. We are so far happy to have been fully invested in the current episode with a slight overweight in equities since the end of September. We may consider some adjustments to enhance the asymmetry of our risk return profiles within fixed income and equities. But so far, year to date, as of last Friday, the performance of our three recommended profiles are between 6 and 7%. Let's hope that our internal voting process in our Tactical Asset Allocation Committee will be smoother than the one currently making headlines. The week ahead will still be impacted by US politics. The counting is over, but the legal battle is just starting. President-elect Biden will also communicate on the priorities of his administration, providing some color on its economic impact. The so far excellent Q3 earnings season will continue. Central bankers will speak and renew their verbal commitment. On the economic data front, we will look at the German Zoo Index and, importantly, the US consumer confidence on the 13th. That's it for our episode 3. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more. Stay safe and invest wisely for the long term.